podcast us. I have everybody on mute, and I'm just going to do a quick little intro. All right, everybody, I want to welcome you to the Empress Festival. I have a really exciting lineup of beautiful soulpreneurs who are all contributors to Holistic Fashionista Magazine. They have been uh, building businesses around their life path, and today we're going to be talking all things spirituality. So just a little... Um, background about what the Empress Festival is, what Holistic Fashionista is, why you need to check out the magazine and get to know these amazing experts. Um, one is we started the Empress Festival in 2016 and it has just become so popular that we used to do it once a year, then we started doing it twice a year, and now we're doing it every single month because there is just so many amazing soul out there with different areas of expertise they've all gone through their own spiritual process and we're really in a very um, sacred time in history called the age of Aquarius and it's a time when we're all stepping into our own master teacher role um, people are waking up they are not knowing where to turn to they think their lives are falling apart um, they're crying they they're they're, they're losing loved ones, they're getting divorced, they're going through their own ascension process, and the Empress Festival is truly a platform and an online event that supports you through that, what we, what we like to refer to as the 3D and into the fourth and the fifth dimensional realms, which we'll talk more about in today's um, event. But my, my goal here at Holistic Fashionista is really to help you through that ascension process by getting you in touch with amazing coaches, amazing spiritual leaders, people that have products and services that, um, that you probably have never heard of before. You probably are like, what is that? And we're going to be using language here today that you probably never, you don't, might not understand what they mean. So we're going to do some, we're going to do some fun. Um, I like to call it spiritual jeopardy. <laughs> um, we'll be talking a little bit about terminology, but we'll also be sharing our personal stories uh, just so you know that you're not alone in this process. We, we have all been through dark night of the soul, which we'll talk about. We are all waking up to new parts of our being that are helping us to spread our wings in our business. Um, I know a lot of people who listen to the Empress Festival are on the early paths of starting their own business around their life path. So we'll touch upon that. Um, we know that the ebbs and flow of, of business are no different than the ebbs and flows of your health and your wealth and your, and your personal life as well. So it all kind of ties in. Um, the concept behind Holistic Fashionista is that every Everything is one. Everything, anytime you change one area of your life, you magically change another area. So it's you can it's like um, what do they call it when you're like working out? You can't just decide that you want to have beautiful arms. You actually, you know, you can't, what is it, spot train, right? You have to work out the whole body. And so that's really what the Empress Festival is. It's kind of like exercise, but instead of you know working out the physical body, we're going to be flexing our spiritual muscle here today. So I'm really excited. If you're brand new to Holistic Fashionista, I just want to take a moment to let you guys know that we are a print coffee table book. Uh, excuse me, coffee table magazine. We also do printed coffee table books and they're all, it's basically a community-based platform. So anything that we put out there is to bring awareness to the other spiritual leaders out there that are making a difference. So um, uh, let me go ahead and make sure I've got a few attendees here that I need to um, bring in as panelists here. So let's go ahead and got you Jody and um, Prem. I think you go by Rose. And hi, Rachel. Okay, and then we've got Paula Mee. 
So let me go ahead and get you guys in here. And we've got a few uh, guests here today. So we are live on Facebook, just so you guys get, uh, if you're, no matter if you can't stay for the entire event, this is a um, two hour event. So if you got your tea or you got your coffee or your wine or wherever you are in the world, um, make sure you've got a notebook. Um, we are going to be talking about things you've probably never heard before. And uh, make sure you've got your, your cell phone off unless you're watching this on your cell phone. Um, if you can't stay for the whole event, uh, I'm going to let my, my panelists know that they are going to be leaving their contact information in the comments below this video. This video will remain active on our Facebook fan page and inside the Empress Festival Facebook group. So if all of the panelists after this event, could you go ahead and go ahead and put your, your, um, you know, your Instagram or your website so that people are connecting with you, that they know how to find you afterwards. So if you can't stay for the whole thing, you can go ahead and check out the replay. It'll be on the fan page and in the Empress Festival group forever. <laughs> okay, so without further ado, I'll just take a quick moment to introduce myself. My name is Angel Quintana. I am the founder of Holistic Fashionista. We are getting ready to celebrate seven years in business on October 15th. So this is really a special Empress Festival for me just because um, we've, we've had so many twists and turns and has really been our people that have made Holistic Fashionista to what it is today which is a temple where we sell online rituals, uh, excuse me, ap apothecary and rituals. We sell digital courses, like I said, the magazine, the books, and so much more. So if you are brand new to us, I wanna welcome you guys. I wanna welcome our panelists. I wanna thank you guys so much for being here. Um, welcome to the Empress Festival. Okay. So without further ado, um, we've got a whole laundry list of things that we're going to be covering today. So I'm going to just go ahead and go around this group so that we can get to know our speakers today a little bit more into, intimately. I will say personally that I have internet stalked these people. I have found them on Instagram. I love what they're doing. And just as our listeners are listening today, I am also a student today. So I'm going to go ahead and start with you, Ashley. Um, go ahead and let us know a little bit more about you, uh, what you do, what problem you solve, and I want to know your zodiac sign. <laughs> um, hi guys, I'm Sarah Ashley. I'm a Capricorn, and um, my light in the world is activating and awakening people's spiritual gifts and insights and all of the things. Um, my gift is light language activations, working with the angelic realm, all of the things. So, so excited to be here. Thank you. Awesome. I'm so excited. So what is your website? It's sarahashleywheeler.com. Okay, great. And I'm so curious to learn more about the, the light languages that you speak of. I'm a fellow Capricorn. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks. All right. So let's go to, is it, do you go by Rose? Oh, let me make sure you're unmuted here. Uh, let me unmute you. Oh, there you go. I think I did, yeah. So Rose is my birth name. And then my spiritual name is Pran Sadit. Or Pran. Pran might be easier. Call me okay, Pran. love. <laughs> awesome. And so tell us a little bit about you, what you do, um, who do you serve, and your zodiac sign and your website. Okay. So I'm a Sagittarius, Ryan Leo. Moon in Aries. Um, so I live here in Maui. Uh, who I serve is like um, people who want to activate their creativity. Uh, so my own journey, like uh, I feel I travel to India many times and uh, 
I activate people's inner children. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I'm even here today because of that ability that now it wasn't always like that to be more lighthearted. I just came back from a trip and it was all a little unexpected <laughs> to be here in the panel, but I figure, you know, I'm grateful for uh, your invite and persistence. Thank you. So, yes, I mean, uh, so many different forms of light language also, um, through photography, through art, through dance. Right now, I'm more focused on uh, crystal balls and andaras, the cosmic andaras, like this, you know, like monatomic glass. Okay. Cosmic. Um, and uh, yeah, right now I'm focused more like in uh, transmission through art. It's something that just came through recently, <laughs> light language through art. And like the crystal balls that if I have opportunity, I, I would play one, at least one of them because they are a very um, easy, lighthearted way to go straight to the DNA and activate whatever we need. Like, you know, <laughs> thank you. A uh, crystal ball, right? Yeah. Crystal oh, I'm, I'm going to be asking you more about that. That sounds fascinating. Thank you so much for being here. And yeah, what is your... Thank you very much, Andrew. Oh, yes. Uh, okay. Um, I'm in this process of uh, changing right now. Like uh, I, I, uh, there is one that's up, uh, Grace Flow Love, but PranSaditRose.com is the one that probably towards the end of the week is going to be the one that I'm actually sharing uh, the events and my and the new Perfect. blog. Okay. <laughs> awesome. And we'll get all the spellings, you guys, just for those of you yes. that are listening, they'll be below this video in the comments area. So thank you so much for being here. I'm going to call you Prem. Yes. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Let me go ahead and mute you. I'm going to move over to you, Jody. So happy to have Hi. you here. I'm happy to be here too. Um, I'm a Capricorn and I am a Reiki master and manifestation coach. Um, and I mean, I, one of the main ways I kind of utilize manifestation, well, I just feel like it's within us naturally. And, um, I mean, I think that it's our natural way of being and it's almost like, I kind of like to teach it in a grounded way that, that it's easier to understand because a lot of people don't, um, tend to like the airy fairy kind of stuff. And as a Capricorn, sometimes I'm a little more grounded. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and then my chart, I mean, I have a lot of Aquarius in me, so I could be a little airy fairy too, but I, I like to teach it in a more grounded way to help people that are not normally into manifestation and like spirituality, uh, to like open up their minds, but in a way that's easier to digest. <laughs> Love it. But, um, yeah. And then my Perfect. Wife, jodychristina.com. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to dive Thank in. You. I'm all about the manifesting stuff. So I can't wait to learn some of your secrets. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. All right. I'm going to go over to you. Is it Paula May? Yeah, it says Paula May, Angel. Paula May. So lovely yeah. to have you here, honey. I'm happy to be here with all you beautiful guys. Hi. Where are you calling from? I am calling from right now. I'm in India. I'm calling from Yes. We've got India and Germany in the house. USA, obviously, I'm like, so this makes me so happy that it's really spreading. Like, this is proof, you guys, that we are like spreading this web worldwide. So thank you. So yeah, feel free to introduce yourself. Uh, what's your zodiac sign? What, what you do in your business? 
Yeah, um, I go uh, with more uh, with my rising sign, which is Virgo. My moon sign is Aries, and uh, my sun sign is Pisces. Um, I am a manifester, but I work for awakening the highest potential in in everybody. You know. So I connect with my highest potential and through that I help others connect with theirs, which is our higher self, our inner God. And I'm working with the DNA factor of it, the activation of the DNA. And I'm also working with many um, old Indian spiritual uh, traditions that are slowly coming up and uh, yeah, uh, creating talisman and helping, you know, manifest and ascend and awaken because uh, without ascending and awakening we can't manifest right so i'm working with that so a long thing i mean i am a healer i am a reader i'm an activation coach you name it i am i've done everything <laughs> but yeah i'm i love working with um actually connecting people with their uh, potential the highest potential and love seeing them manifest their desires in their life it's so funny that you don't identify with your Pisces because it's so much Pisces there. <laughs> I do identify with Pisces, obviously, but yeah, and right now I am a little obsessed with my rising sign, Virgo. No, Virgo. I mean, I'm up. a Virgo rising as well, but you know, Virgo's going to get it all done, but Pisces is going to make sure it's yeah. in a spiritual manner. So I love yeah. it. So happy to have you here. What's your, do you have a website? What's your URL? Yeah. My website is uh, polymedas.com. Okay, good. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for being here. I can't wait to get to know you even better and learn more about these uh, ancient Indian traditions. Thank you. Awesome. Okay, so I'm going to go to mute you. Let's go to Melanie. So happy to have you here. Hi, Angel. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm Melanie. I guide souls and heal hearts and I focus on helping women heal deep emotional wounds and open to love. Mm -hmm. uh, my main focus, or I guess you can say my gift is accessing people's unconscious emotions mm -hmm. and helping them, I guess you can call it like a, I'm, I'm a, a midwife, helping them birth <laughs> their um, suppressed um, emotions so that they can release it and really be able to open their hearts. Oh my gosh, that's so beautifully said. What's your zodiac sign? Uh, I'm a Sagittarius, last day of Sagittarius, and I'm not too familiar with astrology, um, um, but is Ascendant the Rising? Yes. So the, it's, the ascendant is Aquarius, but I have a lot of Scorpio in my, si in, in my chart. Is your birthday December 21st? December 21st, yeah. I'm the 22nd, so we're close. Oh, wow. I'm a Capricorn, I'm the first day of Capricorn. Um, so we've got another Sagittarius, awesome. So um, what's your website? Um, it's my name, Melanie with a Y, dash Oliver.com. Awesome, and where are you calling from? from Dubai. Oh my gosh, look at us. We got Dubai, yeah. we've got India, we've got Germany. I'm loving this. Thank you so much for being here, Melanie. I can't wait to dive in. Thank it sounds you. like the work that you're doing in the world is just incredible. So needed right now. Thank you. Okay, so let's go to you, Amber. Hello, gorgeous. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> okay, so I apologize. I'm actually at work. I'm a mental health counselor, and so I do both the spiritual and um, like 
the literal mindset. So um, a little bit about me. Okay, so my name is Amber. I go by my middle name, Choicella, when I'm doing spiritual work so I can separate psychotherapy um, and my spiritual work. Perfect. So Amber Choicella, I am Aquarius, but I'm very Pisces too. Um, <laughs> I created my business, Blossom and Rise, which is a service where I provide um, psychic mediumship readings, spiritual development, and um, spiritual guidance and counseling. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Blossom and Rise, super simple. And then my website is blossomandrise.com. Oh. Perfect. Oh, I can't wait to dive into that as well. Gosh, I'm loving like, you know, mental health is just such a, a hot topic right now of just people need to find relief. And I was just on your Instagram page right before we came on here and was watching one of your videos. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to dive into that. I know that a lot of people, there's a lot of healing that needs to happen in that area. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. All right. And then let's go to you, Crystal. Hi, everybody. Thank you so much for having me here, Angel. It's a pleasure to be amongst all you beautiful women. My name is Crystal Ray. I am a true herbal witch and an evolutionary astrologist. So I'm a Libra sun, Capricorn rising, Aquarius moon, um, a lot of air in there. <laughs> and I am also a published author and I really consider myself a conduit for emotional empowerment for women. I love to work with women of all ages and I really work um, with a lot of magical tools. I do Tara, Crystal, Reiki. Um, but really, my medicine of choice is essential oils, so I like to teach women how to empower themselves with an intuitive tool that they can work on processing those limited beliefs, letting go of fear, guilt, and shame so that they can really rise to their truest potential and step in their power. Oh, girl. Love it. Well, I'm glad we have an essential oils person here. I don't think on the last uh, Empress Festival we had anybody, and it's just one of those tools that it's it's inexpensive and it's used for so many different modalities. I love essential oils. So I'm so excited to learn more from you. Um, I do have your awesome. Um, hey, you've got that Capricorn in there mellowing out all the, the air. So good for you. <laughs> Sometimes when you have too much air, it's like, I got all these ideas, but what do I do with them all? You know, and Capricorn's yeah. like, I'll show you the way. Exactly. exactly. Awesome. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you. And um, did we get your website? Sorry, it's emergenceofthechrysalis.com. Okay, great. And we'll get that spelling below the video. Okay, thanks so much for being here. Let's go to uh, Sandra. Oh, wait, I just unmuted the wrong person. Um, where did she go? Sandra, hello. Did I unmute? You oh, there you go. I can hear you. Hi. Great, hi. So my name is Sandra. Um, I'm Gemini. So that's all that I can say about my, okay, Gemini, I know that Leo is like uh, connect, I, um, connected to my birth time and stuff, more okay. I can't say mm -hmm. about this. I am a tantric okay. teacher and I, su I support individuals through essence with, with their sovereignty. Can you say that one more time? It was a little break it, broken up for me. I didn't catch it. I support um, all genders, individuals and groups to reconnect with their sacred central sovereignty. I assist mm -hmm. them in the reconciliation process of their own inherent divine feminine and divine masculine energies. And 
yes, I basically support them to get back into their erotic power and to see the connection with the divine in all of this, to reconnect heaven with earth, basically. Wow. I'm, I don't know if we've ever had anyone like you on the, on the Empress Festival yet. I'm pretty excited. And I just, we just published one of your articles and my, me and my team were like, like her, like we don't have anything like that. So I'm really excited to dive deeper into that. And we'll get to some terminology because I think there's some words there that, you know, people are maybe unfamiliar with, or that maybe there's some stigmatism around that. So I look forward to diving into there. Um, I know you're calling from Germany. What is your website address? What's your website address? It's magdalenemuse.com. Perfect. Yeah, magdalenemuse.com. And the same is the Instagram account is also magdalenemuse. Does it have to do with Mary Magdalene? Yeah, the name yes. of, it's it, my it, mentor and the, the energy, my mentor and the energy that fuels me and my movement is Mary Magdalene. Awesome. So, um, did you hear me? Yeah, I it did. So yeah. I can hear you. Yeah, the, the internet's a little bit spotty. I don't know if it's me or if it's on your side, but um, it's interesting because I think there's going to be a lot of people that are listening to this right now um, who aren't able to connect with their spirit guides or know who their mentors are. So I will be asking you some questions about that. So that's why I was curious about the name. Um, Mary Magdalene's a really powerful mentor to have. So my mentor is St. Germain. Um, so I'm going to be interested to learn if anybody else has you know, we have, I have similar mentors here, like archangels and things like that. So we'll be getting into all that. I know a lot of people are like, what are these people talking about? But we're going to get into it. So thank you so much for being here, Sandra. Thank you. All right. Let's see. Did I call on everybody? Did I miss anybody? Just making sure. Um, I think I got everybody. Okay, so let's go. Okay, so let me go back here and make sure spotlighting everyone's video. Okay, so now that we've kind of gotten uh, the introductions out of the way, you guys can already tell our for our listeners here that you can already tell there's a very high vibrational group of people here. And, you know, it's one of those things where how fortunate we are to have the internet to be able to connect us all, because everybody's all over the world is waking up and they're all out there sharing their gifts. And our goal here here today it's not only help you align you with a coach or a healer or um, another high vibrational woman here that can help you through your process but also to find your find sisters and to find people that um, you can follow on Instagram that are maybe are different than your friends and family I know one of the things that was really hard for me um, through my awakening process is that you know maybe maybe we're not surrounding ourselves with enough of the people that can lift us higher that we can actually go through this process and not feel alone or not feel like we're going crazy because you're going to notice and anybody who's attracted to Empress Festival is already going through it. Um, they wouldn't even be watching this if they aren't resonating on some level. And I guess we're here to tell the story that we've all gone through the process of potentially letting go of um, certain relationships, whether that's friends, whether that's romance, um, in order to um, stay true to our higher calling. And we, it sounds like everybody, higher self, excuse me. And it seems like a lot of our guests here today, you know, are really here to help you um, connect to that part of yourself. So I'm just going to start with um, some questions. Um, I want to start with some vocabulary, um, just because I feel like that's probably going to be um, a really 
great introduction to um, what the heck we're talking about. So I'm just going to start with you, Sandra, and, and talk about sovereignty um, and talk about sensuality and Tantra. So can you give us your definition of how these words play together um, to help people through, um, through their ascension? For me, when I say when you're connected with your sensual sacred sovereignty, then it includes somehow that we have freed ourselves or that we have transformed the shame that is connected with owning our sexual energy. When we start to own our sexual energy, our sensual energy, which is like everything that is surrounding us, it's emanating from within, it's our aura. Then we step into a place of sovereignty, which means we can stand solid in this energy. It's like we are holding, we are standing our ground and we are allowing the feminine energies to flow through us, no matter what is happening around us, no matter with, in what kind of situation we are, no matter how we are triggered by any kind of patriarchal structures in the outside. We are staying connected with our body. We are staying connected with our breath, which automatically means that we are connected to our live stream. I know you're breaking up here a little bit. sexual energy which is our life do you hear me yeah it's a little choppy i don't know if it's mine i know my internet can sometimes be a little spotty but i don't know can everybody else hear her or is it me sort of okay yeah off and on it was spotty okay just give me that last piece because i started to take some notes about breath work oh i think she's gonna maybe restart and come back. Oh, there she is again. Okay, let me go ahead and um, spotlight you and unmute you. Hi, okay, good. I think the energy was so hot. Now, I mean, literally like the energy stream, the live stream is so turned on. <laughs> I agree. The live stream is so turned on that we can't hear Sandra. <laughs> no, you know, then I'm just literally up and this is what I'm talking about. My desire is for everyone, no matter the gender, within themselves from inside that they feel connected to all that there is and still capable of breathing. Yeah. When I say I don't know. The, the internet yes, is pretty bad for me. I can this, barely this hear. Yes, tell. Ask. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to be able to hear what you're saying, but the, the, the connection is really spotty. So I'm just going to repeat what I've heard so far. Um, so it's really, so the sovereign sensuality is really about freeing ourselves. It's about connecting to our feminine energies, those being things like breath work, what lights us up, our desire. Um, so where does Tantra fit into this? Because or maybe explain a little bit of what, what Tantra is. Tantra is all of that. Tantra means actually it, like cloth, you know, 
it's like a continuum, a piece of cloth, and it means to expand. And you can imagine like you take all that is and you wave it into one piece of cloth. I always talk about like, imagine you have like a coat and you take all of these different garments and there are so many different colors, right? So many different textures, so many different qualities. You wave them into one piece of cloth and you make your coat of life. So now to the degree that you take all of your desires in, all of your feelings, all of your emotions, everything there is, no matter what it is, your shame, your anger, your guilt, your joy, your passion, your excitement, your divinity, your humanity, you take all of this in. And to the degree that you are capable to breathe with all of that, you will have your queendom, if, if you will. I love it. To the degree we, um, we are unwilling to breathe with this, we will have maybe some holes. So our breath is actually the thing that waves and connects everything. Does this make sense? You know, when you breathe, it's like the thing that oh, waves it all in. I take it all in, I take it all in, and then bam, you shine. If we say no, another word for Tantra is also yes. And I say yes, then oh, yes. Shame, I'll take you with me. I'm going to breathe with you. Mm. all as children all of you and then we will make this beautiful coat and we will shine and we will enter into the light if you so will so and if you say no you might have some holes in sense yeah I'm loving it. And you won't be able to stand ground. I'm going to go ahead and mute you yeah. for one second. Yeah, because I, I, what I've taken from this, um, even though with this body connection is, one, what she's saying or what I'm hearing is that, you know, we all have um, different threads to that weave together to create our life. And when we, um, ignore like the shadow self or the darkness or the, or the shame or the guilt as she's talking about, um, and, and, and instead we bring it and invite it into our environment and, and ask it what it needs to heal. Um, we create this, um, this fluidity within our body, um, which is to accept all that we are so that we can, you know, be the best version of ourselves. Is that what you're saying? Let me unmute you here for a second. Yes. Yeah. And the way that you accept it is when you are willing to breathe with it. Mm. There is this, what does it mean to accept? You know, this can be very easy to say, yes, you got to accept yourself like you are. Like, you understand? Mm -hmm. It's baby, breathe with it. This is another dimension. It's here, it's like if I have in child, it's one thing that you, if you say, okay, I accept you, and the other thing is, yes, baby, yeah. let's play together. I will breathe with 
no matter how well you are, no matter how much pain I feel within me sometimes, peace of life. Yes. You know, I'm going to, um, yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. Um, actually, it was, it's interesting we're talking about this because I, like I was saying with Amber, I was just, um, I was just on her Instagram watching one of her lives. And um, I'm going to go ahead and unmute you, Amber, because we're talking about, you know, not only accepting ourselves or who we like, who we are, but, um, but releasing trauma, um, working through grief, um, getting connected with all areas of our life. And as, as uh, Sandra was saying, like, that's one of the steps to, you know, to entering into a different realm. And at the very beginning of this festival, I talked about how we're moving through a third dimension and into these higher realms. And exactly what Sandra was saying is that, you know, we have to come to a place of not just accepting what's happened to us, but it sounds like we need to breathe through it. We need to invite it. We need to give it a hug. We need to honor it. So I'm, I'm, I'm unmuting you, Amber, just to kind of continue this conversation around trauma and how that's affecting our mental health, how that's also affecting just the energies that are within us. And I know you did a, a talk about grief. Um, so let, can you just share a little bit more about, um, you know, trauma and like what that actually does to us um, from a, like a cellular level, from like a mental level? Okay, yeah. So trauma is not just on the emotional level. It is on the physical level. It affects our mental health. It affects us physically. I mean, anytime the body is at high stress, you develop diseases, which because it's at a disease, right? And so that trickles down into your spiritual self too. So it's not just something that needs to be talked about in the mental health field. I mean, even in the spiritual field. Um, I've been talking about my recent um, end of my relationship and how I've been dealing with that. And it's grief. And normally people think about grief um, in a sense of dying, but it's in any type of loss, right? And um, spiritually, like we go through different stages, like the stage of the, the dark night of the soul. There's so much depression included in that as you're like moving out of one um, level of understanding to higher levels of, of understanding. Can so you explain your definition of uh -huh. dark night, just for the people listening, can you explain your okay. definition of dark night of the soul? So my definition of that from my experience is when you start to shift out of a consciousness that you've known all your life into a, a higher level of consciousness where you feel like, um, a new sense of being like you're letting go of things that no longer serve you and it's hard because now you're in this new place and you're trying to figure things out there's a lot of anxiety there's a lot of depression and it just seems like this thing is just like overlasting but it's just only it's only like you know a, a part of our soul growth uh soul growth i can't talk soul growth um that we all need to experience so it's like breaking out of the shell, the shell of what we've known, like our reality, our whole reality starts to change. So um, yeah, just being in tune with how you're feeling and just processing it, moving through it, um, doing what you need to do is so important. Well, is what I just heard from you uh, is really that, you know, all these, um, all these 
symptoms, right? It's the symptoms. It's like almost like um, metaphorically, the symptom is you still trying to hold on to an old, to a, 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 a frequency or a vibration or an energy that is, that wants to be released mm-hmm. so that it can move and propel forward. So right. like, you know, I mean, I've had so many health issues in my life and it wasn't until this process of letting go, which I think is, is very alternative to many people just because culturally it has not been accepted. I know in some other countries, I know Germany and India, you guys are like really ahead and same with China, but you know, the people like, you know, especially us Americans, um, you know, we didn't grow up. Um, we, you know, we thought going to the doctor was how we, you know, got rid of our cough or whatever. And here right. this is saying like, you know, if you have something chronic, you know, and you've literally tried everything, and this is where I was in my dark night of the soul. What have I not tried? Mm-hmm. And that there was a letting go. And I didn't understand this then, you know, and I think a lot of people who are going through the dark night of the soul um, don't understand that, you know, if you have depression or anxiety, um, you know, are we doctors here? I'm not a doctor here. I'm not trying to say what you should do. I'm just saying there's a, there's an element of your being that might not be being, that might be being neglected. And, and in this, and she's even, she's a mental health counselor. So she's been working with people and it's like, you can't necessarily always talk yourself out of a problem or talk yourself through a problem. You know, how many times do we call up our girlfriends to vent or whatever? It's like, does that really solve the problem? Or is it just a quick fix to get something off your chest, but then it just shows up at a later date? Right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. the dark side of the soul from her, from her definition, you know, is accepting the higher consciousness that is releasing those energies. So, and I, I'm just curious, and I think this is a question that goes for everyone. Oh, yes. I'm going to go ahead and mute you, Amber, and I'm going to chime in to Prems because she has a, she has something she wants to add here. And I think it's a really important topic. So thank you for sharing. Um, let me go to you, Prem. I'm unmuting you now. Uh, I, I hope you can understand that I, I had like a little surgery and uh, dental work. So I hope you can understand what I say, plus the accent. But what I just briefly wanted to say from my own experience is that like, uh, uh, I think I experienced, for instance, two major dark night of the souls. Uh, I feel dark night of the soul also comes in the spiral of life. Uh, there are major ones. In my case was one when I was a teenager. And the reason I connected to mental health is that at that time, because my very loving parents did not know what to do with me. And likewise, uh, tried everything from the medical, the regular medical industry to all sorts of uh, even Brazilian Santeria, like I'm from Brazil and psychologists. Um, and then in my case, like another one uh, around uh, after September 11th in New York, I was living in New York at the time. Um, I think what I wanted to add is that like a, it's true, like what we resist persists, mm. but like um, it's the beauty of seeing that like uh, after a while, there may be many smaller dark nights of the souls mm-hmm. um, and uh, it gets easier somehow, it gets lighter. I think that's what I wanted to say. I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, and I love that you brought up the circle, uh, the spiral, you know, life is a cycle, you know, I mean, I watch a lot of Gaia TV. I don't know if you guys watch a lot of Gaia. I watch a lot of Greg Braden and, you know, he did this whole thing, um, 
talking about the cycles and you know the more that we pay attention to the cycles in this case he was talking about like global warming and how everybody's like you know thinks that we're going through global warming but he was showing like well the people that believe that it's because they only went back so far in history but if you actually went back another hundred thousand years you would see that there was these hot times and periods in life that were happening so it's actually was a cycle and then he also proved that you know um the the heat that we're experiencing that's also synonymous to the inventions that happened. He saw through history that the hotter the, the temperature was on the earth, the more innovation that happened during those periods. So it's not so much that we're going through global warming. I didn't mean to even talk about this. I'm just showing that the cycles, like if we can go back, we can start to see our own cycles in our own life and how they happen. So what I see, think Prem is saying here is that you might have more than one dark night the soul but she's saying it gets kind of easier as it goes on because you start to see the ebbs and flow of your own life is that is that what you're yes. even if it's very intense uh when uh, with the experiences we accumulate uh, through the spiral of life uh, it may get really intense but i think it gets um like easier to have the awareness and be an observer even when it's very intense or like you get tossed around uh less like no, yes i maybe. love it it's true it's true thank you i'm gonna go ahead and uh, pull up you Palami. um she has something to add here thank you so much prem i really appreciate okay. your expertise there uh yeah angel so uh, what you and prem said um it resonates a lot because of the fact that you said that there are times that there is a cycle going on in the world and the same cycle is happening with each and every individual, like you and me and everybody here, right? Now what happens, what we fail to see here is that with every dark night of the soul, as we call it, you know, going deep down within the void kind of a thing, the womb kind of a thing, and encasing ourselves into, into something where we feel protected. That is what we feel like at that point of a time. We fail to realize that it is also a time of great creativity because from the womb, you know, comes the child. So if we see the dark night of the soul as the womb energy or the white energy, we connect with the divine feminine and that helps us, you know, move out of depression. I'm, I'm very sure that not every time it's about relationship or somebody dying, you know, dark night of the soul, just, just it barges in, in your life. It can be, you know, your past life karmas, or maybe uh, I have signed up for it. You have signed up for it. So it's like that, but yes, it also, what I have seen with myself in my life and with my clients, it's also about a lot of growth altogether, ascension, if you say so. I love it. And it, it, we're all starting to talk about the same thing. I'm going to call on you, Crystal. Thank you so much for sharing. I really appreciate that. I also want to get Melanie in on this after Crystal, because I know she's all about the midwife of birth. I was like, I need to know about that. So let me start with Crystal and I'll come to you, Melanie, in just a second. All right, there, here we go. Crystal, you're on. Awesome. Well, I just wanted to add from an astrologist standpoint, I study evolutionary astrology. So our path on this life is all about the soul's evolution. So each time we shed one of those layers of the dark night of the soul, we're evolving to our truest self. So I also like to connect to the divine feminine and our moon cycles, but that also applies to the masculine and men because the astral imprint of astrology comes in there. So if you're 
tuning into the cycles of the moon and the astral fields and you're listening to the messages that are coming through, it makes it that much easier to understand and process your own evolution. But the key is not to get caught in those lower vibrations of, you know, feeling like the victim and really take changing the perspective to why and what is the lesson in this. And if you're able to do that and get really comfortable sitting in the depths of the darkness, you're going to evolve. Wow. Well, okay. One thing that just kind of popped into my mind when you were talking is like, what if we all took out a calendar, you know, a 30 day calendar and literally mapped out, you don't have to write a long journal entry. Okay. It's just literally like today I woke up, I felt, you know, groggy or I felt angry or whatever. And then the next day, and then the next month you did it again and compared how you felt you know, that might be similar or starting to see your own changes. It's not just on the, you know, grand scale, like Greg Braden, the, you know, the, I think he's a geologist, you know, but actually in our own human, you know, life, um, it'd be so interesting. Cause I know we all know, like when you're talking about moon cycles or having your menstrual cycle, you know, you know, like, oh, I'm usually really exhausted on the first day. So why is it that we're only noticing during our period how we feel. But what about the other days? You know, I feel like we've kind of like, oh, I know I'm going to, you know, need to rest those days. But what about the days that you don't have that? And I think that's where we really start to get really in tune with just who we are and getting to know like our, our emotional patterns. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's really key. So um, I want to go to you. Thank you for sharing. Um, I really appreciate that insight mm -hmm. there. So I'm going to go to you, Melanie. Um, because I really, I wrote down when I was, we were introducing yourself about, you know, helping them to um, birth the suppressed emotion. So let's talk about yeah. that. And um, there were a few things coming up, obviously, when you were talking about the dark night of the soul. Um, but firstly, for me, uh, it's, it's an ego death. Mm. And when you have a lot of emotional wounds, um, you build layers. I've, I've done some, some videos. I don't know if you've seen some of my videos about how you build the onion layer. You know how people talk about when, when you heal, you have to go through the onion layers. Mm -hmm. So when you have enough of them, you create a wounded ego. And for me personally, um, you can go through the layers and that can take years of therapy or you can just have a complete ego death, which I've ex also experienced like a, a lot of you. And for me, that's when you get to the core of that wound and all of the layers, everything is collapsing all at the same time. So your internal structure and your consciousness is all collapsing at the same time. And that's scary. And, and, and I don't know if that, I've described it um, right, or if I described it correctly, but um, all your beliefs, all your um, program, everything is collapsing and, and, and then you go into this black hole. And I love what Crystal said, um, and I actually just recorded a video before um, coming on here about this whole why. You know, if you keep getting caught in this, why me, why is this happening? Why did they do this to me? That's very much the victim mentality. And I find a lot of people get stuck there. And I love what everyone's saying, basically. Um, what Sandra said also about breathing and you know, breathing through it, what Amber was talking about grieving. I mean, it's nice that everyone's, um, you know, having a say and, and it's all sort of coming together, but I yeah. agree with what everyone is saying, but that's kind of what it is for me. So it's an ego death when everything is collapsing all at the same time. And the key is really to 
accept it, to breathe through it and allow it and to feel the emotions that, that are coming up. I love it. So ego death, there's another vocab word. You know, the word that came to me when you were speaking was the word paradigm, that we're breaking old paradigms when we are collapsing, when we're going through these dark nights um, of feeling disconnected from our own divinity, which is really why we need to have the ego death, because how can we get to our divinity, our divine, feminine, masculine, you know, balance without um, the, the breakdown of, of 3D programming, which, you know, we all live in a 3D reality because we're here on planet Earth. But, you know, many of us who have gone through this spiritual process and are awakening more and more every single day, what we're really doing is we're stepping further away from the old paradigm of the 3D programming that happens from just, I mean, literally just watching television or even listening to uh, music that is constantly repetitive that you can't get it out of your head. It's, it's programming us, you know, on a subconscious level level. So I want to take this conversation even further because I know I've got a lot of manifesting um, coaches and things here. And really it comes from that subcon those subconscious programmings are running the show. Yeah. So let's really get into, thank you so much for sharing, Melanie. If there's anything you want to add to this before I move on, um, I just would love to hear what you have to say. Um, I was just going to add there when you're talking about subconscious programming and releasing, um, I really believe that um, your suppressed emotions is the vibration that you're putting out and it is your law of attraction. Oh. So that's what you're constantly attract until you release the emotion. This, is, have, this has been my experience. And I tried to do things through the mind for many years and it didn't work for me. Yes, you can shift things. You can get a little, you know, high and, and, and feel like the superficial like band-aid for a little while and then I kept collapsing into the same patterns and I wanted to understand why and it was really only when I started to process my deep core emotions like and had several of these ego deaths that my law of attraction started to change when I really you know released the the emotional wounds basically oh, so true and it goes back to, I mean, I'm kind of glad I started with Sandra because you kind of set the, the foundation here for just like coming to terms and acceptance um, of, of yeah. who we are and where we're going. And, you know, even though we are all manifesting every day, all day, every day, because that's just, we're, we're creators, um, whether, but that doesn't mean we're creating the reality that we really want. Um, because if we Correct. haven't worked through those limiting, those, those subconscious um, programs, you know, whether that's from your family, whether that's from television, from, I don't know, from watching scary movies that are just like freaking you out. I mean, who knows where you got it all from, but it's all stored up there. And so I want to start to take the turn here um, of, okay, we're recognizing, okay, this is where we started. And now I want to be in the control of my own destiny. Where do I go from here? So now it's like we're going through this ego death. We're breaking down paradigms. We're, we're releasing suppressed emotions. We're starting to get in control, uh, looking at patterns with our own behaviors. I mean, we've covered a lot of ground here. Um, I'm going to go ahead and call on you, um, Ashley, to kind of spearhead the next the next phase. Um, once we start to recognize that our ego is really has been running the show and the programming from 3D has really been... Um, manifesting things that probably feel like Groundhog Day. <laughs> so let's try to get out of Groundhog Day and into creating the life that we actually want.
say this is a big like thing going on right now with my clients. I'm sure that all of your clients are going through this. Um, and so when we integrate ego back into love, really, like the way that I teach it, the way that I explain it is that the ego really is just the wounded inner child, right? And so she's not feeling safe, worthy, free, and loved. And so I know that in the spiritual community, you know, sometimes we're taught to do a stack of mindset work and that's all great. But when we're looping patterns over and over and over again, we have to look at where they're actually being stored. And so I teach people that the ego really resides in the root chakra. And we have three frequencies. And these frequencies in the root chakra are, um, I'm not safe. I'm not worthy. I'm not free. And so as we're working through triggers, really sitting in a, a bringing up the awareness of like, wait a minute, like, what am I feeling right now? And we're running a stack, a stack, you guys, of programs of I am not, I am not this, I am not that, I am not this. And so really it's bringing up the awareness of like, what am I feeling right now? Am I not feeling safe? Am I not feeling free? If I, am I not feeling worthy, right? And what I've been doing that I think is going to help, you know, all the listeners watching is what happens is we were neglected when we were little, like mom didn't give you what you wanted. Dad wasn't paying attention to you, like all of the things. So what I've been doing is I've been carrying a notebook around with me. And in that moment of a trigger, I talk to my ego. I'm like, all right, you got my attention. You have my heart. I'm going to be the mom and dad for you that I didn't have. Mm. Guys, I asked the ego, what do you need right now? And underneath that, you'll find where your addictions are actually, and it'll be like, I need a chocolate cookie. I need to be alone, right? Like, what do you do when you feel disempowered? And in that, there's that ego, like wanting that attention, right? So I look at like underneath those three root chakra programs, it's actually like, I really feel disconnected and disempowered right now. And so asking your ego what she needs. I mean, I just went through this the other day and I was getting triggered, like listening to something. And I go, all right, girlfriend, like, what do you need right now? And she's like, I want to be alone. Like, I want to scream. I want to tell everyone to kick rocks, essentially. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I honor that. And I went into my bedroom. I grabbed a pillow and I screamed. And underneath that, I could feel sadness, like ancient, ancient, ancient sadness just released mm. from the body. And then I connect with her again. And I say, hey, how are you feeling right now? She's like, thank you for loving me in that moment. So it's not a long process, but I really want to talk about giving tools, how to shift out of this. So I hope that's helpful. Oh, I love it. Gosh. Well, it's like permission. You know, one of the things that really like chaps my hide is when people are like, um, we've been programmed to think that we're not allowed to show these certain feelings. Um, and like, we're not allowed to be angry, like, or we're not allowed, like, you're like, a, like a little boy is just like, don't cry. You know, we've kind of been, we've kind of been shamed to like, that's not appropriate behavior. Uh, you know, and what I'm hearing Sarah Ashley say is like giving, giving, giving the ego what it needs for that moment, just so it feels like, like safe again, you know, like, it's okay to scream and yell or for me, cuss until you're blue in the face, like whatever it's going to take. Um, just so instead of suppressing it, which is what Melanie was just talking about, every time that we, we, we suppress our anger, you know, I talked a lot about this. I have a program called Skin Spirituality because I suffered from psoriasis for over 20 years. And I realized it was all suppressed anger. 
you know, it was just all this anger and it was coming through my skin. You know, I had acne and I had all this stuff and I'm like, oh my God, like, what am I going to do with all this fucking anger? And it wasn't until I, you know, gave it, it's it gave it a hug as, as Sarah is, is saying here is gave it a hug and gave it a voice. And it was just like, what are you pissed off about? You know, and just feel heard. I mean, how many of us just, I mean, it's a basic human need to feel heard. You know, and it's like, I'm so grateful that I have, you know, my community, I have best friends that I now can talk about when I'm mad and they're not going to judge me if every other word is the F word, you know, it's just, I just need to like get it out and then I need to come back and I need to not let it stay, stay with me. You know, and I think that's the whole thing of this, you know, releasing the emotion is just, I don't want it to, I don't want to stuff it down. I want to get it out and then have it heard and be like, okay, well, what can we do or what, how can I, how can I avoid these kind of situations? I don't know if avoid is the right word. Um, how can we move through these kinds of circumstances when they start over again? Cause then we're starting to create the new cycle, right? Just as Prem was saying, just as Crystal was talking with the moon cycle, we start to go, okay, I'm, I'm now I'm creating a new pattern. I'm creating a new paradigm. I'm starting to be in control of how I want to feel at any point. So thank you, Sarah, for sharing that. It was beautiful. I think somebody else has a comment here. I'm trying to stay up with you guys. Okay, let me come back to Sandra. And you're on. <laughs> thank you, because it really struck me, Sarah, when you were talking about the root chakra. And I was just thinking, yes, yes, because this is actually where we store all of our emotions in the womb. We women, the feminine, we do it by placing all of these emotions, anger, grief, sadness, the pain in the region where our G-spot is, where our cervix is. So when we start, this is where it goes, now it goes really deep. I mean, literally in every sense, when we start really to practice our art of lovemaking and connecting with ourselves, when we start to truly go into these emotions through the act of lovemaking, through penetration, then all of this gets transformed on a deep physical level, spiritual, emotional. The issue is in the tissue. For the man, it's the prostate gland. It's their emotional sex center. They have it all in the prostate. When the prostate is penetrated, it all moves. And the orgasms, it can all be transformed. This is like immediate transformation. For the women, it's the G-spot. I'm just saying out all of these words, you know, because it's my everyday language. <laughs> it's my everyday work that I do. It's the G-spot and the cervix. It's like your inner goddess spot. It's, the, it's like I say, the fast trek to enlightenment. Oh, my goodness. I love this. And when we do this, when we do this through this, through a self through a ritual that we do by ourselves, like a meditation, um, masturbation ritual, what, what I teach, then it gets transformed on a, a light speed level because we immediately connect. And every woman who, there are so many women who have never experienced orgasms, who have only, who only experienced clitoral orgasms. Every woman who has uh, experienced a deeper orgasm when her cervix area was penetrated, when her G-spot was penetrated, this is another level. And then you cry and then you hold, you make, I mean, you freak out. Then you get connected with all the anger, with all the patriarchy on your, that you have, you know, on 
the collective level with what you have experienced in this lifetime, in your previous. And it can all be transformed because all of our wombs are connected with each other. This is how you, it's like switching, turning on the, the light in yourself. And this is the G spot, the goddess spot, you know, or the cervix. So this is like, and then you breathe with it. You do it by yourself. You cry your tears. You release all the pain. You breathe with it. And then you just, yeah. Then you own your light and you stand in it and you own your sacred, sensual sovereignty. This is for me the result of this practice. Oh my goodness. Then you stand your ground because you have cried with yourself. Because you have felt all the pain all the abuse that was done to the feminine, you have felt this, you have learned to breathe it, and then you go into the divine feminine who is capable to be in her compassion, in her wisdom, and to still, and because of this, emanate love and forgiveness. This is for me the next step. That's so beautifully said. I'm just going to say, I know, just, I mean, I, we're getting some comments here right now. Um, I'm just going to, say this to everybody because everybody who is um here today as a panelist um is part of uh the holistic fashionista community obviously and they are um, a member of our club and i'm just going to say this to every single person that's here um one of the benefits um for to being a club member is to host your own class um, it, within our community. So the Empress Festival is kind of like the beginning of us learning all about what it is that you do, but you guys all have very specific areas of expertise. So I want to invite you guys. Um, I know that these are all powerful. Like we're kind of like dabbling here, but I'm like taking notes here. I'm like, there's just no way that we could know every single thing um, that you guys really have to share. So I want to just invite you guys um, to, uh, it's called Soul Family Classroom. And for the, our listeners here, um, if you're not inside the Holistic Fashionista community group, um, there's about 4,000 of us in there, but that's where we're going to be hosting um, these master classes. So if you are a club member, which all of you guys are, I would absolutely love for you guys to teach a class, even if it was just 30 minutes um, around whatever topic feels right for you, because I mean, there's so many topics I want to go deeper with. So I'm just going to make sure you guys know about that club perk, because I know that our audience today um, is finding their mentors and they're listening to our conversations, but you know, they're also in a, just a, a phase that they just want to learn. Um, and you know, I think a great place and a sacred place to do that is in, um, the, the holistic fashionista community group. Okay. Just pointing that out. Thank you so much for, for sharing Sandra. Um, I believe, um, I wanted to call on Jody. Where, where's my Jody's? My I'm Jody. Here. <laughs> um, um, because I know that you are a manifesting coach. So is there something you want to add to this? Um, your philosophy around, you know, releasing and creating and bringing about what we dream about? Oh, yeah. I feel like um, we touched a lot of base of like the trauma, releasing that, and then also um, finding your authenticity and being true to yourself. Because that's like the first level, I think, to freedom. And once you have that, freedom and authenticity, um, you're able to more, like, you're able to consciously create on, like, a, a um, faster level, like, it, the, that momentum just is crazy, and so, um, yeah, and then the tips I do now that help me 
kind of like process a lot of that stuff because I mean, I've been through a lot of trauma too and it's constant. It's like a cycle. Like you were, you guys were talking about, like there's ups and downs, you know, and things will come up and you'll uncover different layers of, of the same thing that you dealt with, you know, in your childhood. Um, but now having a ritual, like every single day, like a morning ritual kind of keeps me on track and keeps me um, in touch with what I want and what I desire. Because I feel like if we're just roaming around on earth, just not really thinking or touching in with ourselves, because that's easy to do when life gets really busy. And if you're like, <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of Capricorns here. We're like kind of workaholics. And it's like, constant like we have to touch base with ourselves I feel I think everybody deals with this but I feel like Capricorns in ge general we're just very like I need to get everything done and Virgos <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we're like perfectionists and like we get so like dedicated and intense towards that stuff so it's really important to check in every day with yourself so that you know that you're not <laughs> accidentally manifesting something that is not aligned with you just staying in alignment and yeah well I'm kind of glad you brought this up because you know <laughs> not everybody on our uh, you know our listeners today know about their zodiac sign and uh, it's actually one of the reasons I got into manifesting and just started experimenting I started tracking my own progress because I needed like proof you know I was definitely I'm, I have a triple earth sign it's like so freaking annoying yeah. which is why I love having all this water <laughs> around me like my whole team is water you know and I'm like thank god because like I need to like chill out you know yeah and so um for those of us who um find ourselves like distracting ourselves, and I I do find this a lot also with fire signs um that when you're constantly staying busy and this has been a huge lesson for me um, when you're like constantly like moving on to the next thing, like I got to go to the work, I got to exercise and I got to like make my dinner and I got to drop off little Susie at school and I got to do, and I want to travel. And, and then we, we fill our time with like so much stuff that there's real, even though we're like, we might go to bed at night going, wow, I feel really accomplished. You know, it was that, it was, that was what my addiction was. I was addicted to feeling accomplished. Like I got some crap done, you know, and I, what I would, but I never felt fulfilled. I was never satiated. There was nothing that was really like doing it for me. You know, it didn't matter how much money I made. It didn't matter. It didn't matter anything because it was just like more, 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 you know, with that 3D programming. So when I, when I hear, when I, you know, ask people their Zodiac time, I can kind of get a gauge. Like if they say Virgo, which I saw Paula Mee with Virgo and I hear Capricorn or I hear, you know, if I see water, I see just, they're the, they're like the missing element to the people like me. Like if I don't have that water element, even like in a romantic relationship, it's like it's imbalanced because I'm just going to be with that same energy. So it's kind of like when we're kind of uh, self-diagnosing ourselves of how we're going to, you know, move into uh, being the co-creator of what we actually want. A lot of times it's making sure that you're kind of filling in your gaps. Um, yes, with breath work, but also with people that, um, yes, have a different perspective, but also just supply um, some traits that you're needing more of. I, I forget who it was. It was Sarah Ashley about like working through the childhood trauma and like giving it the love and attention. But I also feel like in relationships, whether it's romantic 
personal or professional that that person, you know, like I know for my clients, I'm triple earth sign. I got a lot of people that are very spiritual, very, very gifted in that area, but maybe it's the business or the exposure or whatever that they need. So it's like, we're all kind of like, we're creating that code, right? I think it was, was it Melanie? A code. Oh no, it was Sandra, like creating the code. So we're finding the people that are kind of filling in the blanks and helping us, like being mirrors for us so that we can be like, oh, I need more water. Like Angel, you might need to cry more. Or you might need to sit still longer, you know? And so um, I love astrology for that reason. I know I've got a lot of astrologers here today, um, but I just wanted to give that two cents. So thank you, Jody, for your two cents on that. Okay, I have like, we have about 45 minutes left and I really want to make sure that we have time for spiritual jeopardy. So we're gonna go for about 15 more minutes and then um, we're gonna get into spiritual jeopardy where I'm literally just gonna like shoot questions at you guys, okay? So they're not meant to be like big long discussions, just like shoot and go so we can get tips and stuff so people can just write in their notebook like books they need to buy and movies they gotta watch or whatever. So let's just um, kind of wrap up this conversation before we move into spiritual jeopardy. Um, we're talking about manifesting, we're talking about um, releasing suppressed emotions, we're breaking down old paradigms. Um, I wanna start the conversation off um, by talking about the fifth dimension. Um, this is what Holistic Fashionista is all about, which is what our magazine is. Um, so I'm just gonna go ahead and just call on someone randomly. Let's go ahead and come to um, Paula Me. Um, what is your definition of uh, the fifth dimensional realm? Um, what I feel is that uh, we still are here. I'll start with the uh, third dimension realm because we are uh, right now in here and we are always trying to manifest. Now manifestation is again about the third dimensional thing, right? But when we are in this third dimension, we are looking at things, very, very tangible things, and we are very focused. When we are talking about fifth dimensional, we become like a person who can uh, multitask, or you can say that I can direct my energy to wherever I want, and I can manifest through that. Now in third dimension, it's like you can do multitasking. If you are multitasking, then maybe you're focused on onto one thing for one time, one point of a time, and then you have to focus on something else because you have to know that your energy is to be directed towards only one thing, one point of a time, if you want to achieve it as fast as possible. But when I am in my fifth dimensional reality, I have the power. I am completely in my authentic self, of my higher self. So wherever my attention goes, it manifests. It doesn't require time. So the focus is so in, not in the particular manifestation that I want to do, but in myself. It's, it's very hard to define how it is, but it is very easy to experience it with meditation, with rituals. So, Third dimension is mostly about, you know, uh, the, the tangible reality and the fifth is totally about energy and, and, you know, how you bring that into tangible reality in, 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 in just a swipe of a second. So it's like what we say, God is omnipotent, omnipresent. 
So that we have in us and realizing that highest potential in us is what fifth dimensional is all about. To me, that, that's what it is, you know, changing my uh, DNA to that level of reality, to shed all my emotional trauma as, as um, I think uh, Melanie put in uh, that and as Sandra put in, to connect with my divine feminine. She is doing it with her sex chakra, sacral chakra, D-spot. And uh, we can do it to all the chakras that we have, in fact. So whatever is, you know, suitable to us, we go there and we just, we just, we just, we just get lost in that omnipotent thing. Yes. You know, for the, thank you for sharing that. Cause I got a visual when you were talking and I'm a very visual learner. So I'm actually going to pull something up just for our listeners, <laughs> since we're talking about pretty abstract things. Um, and I know Crystal is also a tarot reader. Um, I don't know if anybody else is, but uh, I'm going to go ahead. You are. So I'm going to, I'm going to share something about the lover's card here. Um, let me just pull up my internet and I'm just going to share with everybody. Um, uh, this was, this was really the game changer for me. Um, when I really started looking and meditating on this card, um, let me just go to images and I'll blow it up here for you guys. Okay. Let's get it nice and big. What size is that one? That's kind of small. Um, okay. We can all see that pretty good. So when I, when we're talking about divine feminine, this, this card, this card changed how I look at manifestation. So here's the divine masculine, here's the divine feminine, and here's the actual divine, right? This is like, people could call this God. I mean, I believe that God is in everybody, but this is actually the, the universe, if you will, um, granting us our wishes. So when I look at the divine fem, the divine masculine, he's looking, right? This is the conscious mind right? This is the third 3D reality. He stares, right? He makes an impression, right? The conscious mind makes an impression onto the, the divine feminine, right? It's kind of like when we're talking about sex, it's like the masculine, like in, you know, we're the receptors, you know, he, you know, is the penetration. So the conscious makes an impression on the subconscious. And then the, she's staring at the universe, See, she is the cause for every manifestation, good or bad, but it is because of whatever the conscious mind, right? Whatever's been programmed in your 3D realm, like, you know, spirit body is what is affecting your manifestations because it's impressing the subconscious and she is the one that is communicating with the universe and actually bringing it to be. So this really changed the, the whole game for me because if you could even think of this as like um, the third D, the 4D and then the 5D. And so every time we bring the universe into our reality, um, that is when you know you're in the fifth dimension. Does that make sense? I just felt like that card, and I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna call on you, um, um, Crystal, because I know you're also a tarot reader here. Um, but that card, once I, once I really figured out the lover's card is not just about like, oh my gosh, I'm going to end up with my partner. You know, it, you know, it's the Gemini energy of the, of the twins and like, really we're working together to co-create what it is that we want. Thanks for sharing that, Angel. That's an absolutely beautiful way to look at that card. And I wanted to share a little insight. I think it kind of summarizes everything we've been talking about today when we look to what does 5D mean. Mm -hmm. 
it really means the light of the soul, like connecting truly within the heart, being in that state of grace, presence, compassion, embodiment. But in order to do that effectively, what I teach is that you've got to work through the four subtle bodies, the emotional body, the mental body, the physical body, and the spiritual body. And the only way to reach that fifth dimension is to unlock those other three bodies. And I love that Sarah Ashley brought up the inner child as the ego, because I think exactly the same sister. And I like to connect each of those four subtle bodies to the different female archetypes, because we need the divine feminine in this world. As we're shifting this paradigm, we're realizing that we've gone way too masculine and we need that feminine creatrix energy. So I teach how to use essential oils to unlock those bodies, balance within each of those layers so that you can truly reach or unlock your own holy grail to reach that fifth dimension. Wow. Okay, well, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I feel like I wanna ask this now since we're already onto it, even though it's gonna ask it in Spiritual Jeopardy. Well, what essential oils do we need to help these four feminine archetypes or these four bodies? Sure. So I'd like to start with the emotional body and I attach that to the mother archetype because that's where we process all the feedback. So one that I would recommend for that would be geranium because it helps open up trust and love. Then you want to move into the mental body, which I connect to the inner child or the little girl, even though that's not a traditional archetype. She's so important because she lives with you and is constantly giving you feedback. So one that's good for her and the mental processing of all traumas is ylang-ylang. Then I like to move into the physical body. And as women, I really look at it on the sexual level. So being able to embody, be comfortable in your own skin, embrace the maiden that you are and her creative power. And one that is great for that is grapefruit because it teaches you to honor the body. And then if we go into the spiritual realm, we're looking at the crone wisdom, connecting to your innate knowing and your intuition. And I'm going to give you two for that one, frankincense and clary sage, because frankincense is truth. It's a masculine energy um, oil. And then clary sage connects us to our own intuition and innate knowing. Well, that sounds amazing. We do tons of elixirs here at Holistic Fashionista and frankincense has always been something that I just feel very drawn to. So it's interesting that that's connected to the spiritual body, which is probably what my Capricorn and all my earth really needed. It really needed more spirituality and less of that physical um, or even mental. I think with Virgo, it's just like two in my head, you know? So it's very interesting. You know, it's kind of, again, the coat, you know, we're figuring out where do we need more support. Um, so thank you for sharing that. I love it. I You're absolutely welcome. love it. Okay, so before we um, go into Spiritual Jeopardy, um, I want to make sure that if there's anybody that wanted to say anything else, um, looks like Prem had a comment here, um, what's within us is reflected in our outer world, just connecting to that Bra uh, Greg Braden reflection on the world affects um, heat that's supposed to, okay, so and then I went back too far, let me, hold on here, let me get caught up here. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking, Crystal, you will probably need to teach a class on the essential oils for the community group for sure, because we definitely have some comments here. Okay. So any, if you want to, anybody wants to raise your hand, if they have any final things they want to go before. Okay. I'm going to uh, Sandra, you are on. There were just two, thank you, two words popping into my mind when you were asking, what is 5D? And I thought, orgasmic, ecstatic. <laughs> this is it. Like, 
like the knowledge of the orgasmic ecstatic union with life. This is for me 5D, knowing that you are one with all that is, without too much putting it into the mind that is that it's like oh, you're just in freaking fucking ecstasy because you know you feel like oh. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Isn't it right? You are, you know, like a Buddha consciousness, you know you are one with all that is and oh, how do you feel when you know that you are one with all that is? Is an orgasmic? Yes. You see, your eyes are just tearing up here. It's home, orgasmic, right? You are allowing life to penetrate you. Mm. This is where we come again. You're so Definitely. poetic. What is your what is your zodiac signs again? Gemini. <laughs> Away with words. Why would that be any different? The master communicator, the master salesman too. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting sold on her, on how she's presenting herself. Beautiful. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for that. I love it. Allowing life to penetrate you. That is how you know that you are in the 5D. Now, doesn't everybody want to be in the 5D? Come on. Let's go. <laughs> um, okay. Anybody else have any final words before we get into, uh, okay, let me coming to you, uh, Paula Me. Yeah, so I, I don't know, I, it, it might be a little bit different from the topic, but I wanted to talk about Talisma. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so um, in India, there is the Sanatana Dharma that had been going on for many, many thousands of years, and um, they will uh, use anything to connect to the 5D reality, if we see that. Uh, just connecting to a tree, or just a leaf of the tree, or a flower, or just through crystal. So anything that is in the nature, even herbs, you know, so they can connect with this thing and then go into the fifth dimensional reality. And I have been working with that. I am a Reiki and pranic healer and angel healer too. So I work with the chakras all the time and we can use chakras as our personal talisman too. As Sandra is doing the work, she is, you know, using the sex chakra and the root chakra as the talisman to read that ecstasy. The same way we can use our third eye, our heart chakra, our solar plexus, which I personally think is our personal heart, and our navel, where I feel the divine feminine resides, these four chakras, if we use them as talisman to help us have ideas, you know, anything that we want, even manifestation for that matter, you know, they are very, very active. I am also working with crystals, uh, Christian angels, and, you know, the sword of Archangel Mikhail, <laughs> and then with, you know, Ganesha Talisma, I'm creating something that uh, will bring tangible results in our financial, uh, whatever goal we have there in our relationship, basically love, soulmate kind of a thing. And I, I, I do feel that because they are tangible, as you said, our conscious mind it triggers the subconscious and the subconscious looks to the 5D reality, right? So these are very tangible things in our 3D reality, very conscious things. And that is why we connect with them so beautifully that to us manifestation, awakening and ascension before manifestation, obviously because change is required, shift is required, becomes easier for us. So I had, had a very, very um, 
difficult time the last eight years since I have started my spiritual journey as a professional too. But with them, I have started coming out of my shell and you might have realized, everybody might have realized I'm very much in, in the ear also and, and very much in my head also. There are so many ideas, but now I have really started drowning them because I am using the talisma for myself, my chakras as my talisma. And then I'm slowly moving to the crystals and other stuff too. So yeah, I just want so to when you it. say talisman, it's like, I mean, I'm assuming a talisman is something tangible, but it could also just be like a symbol or something. Is that correct? Yes, it can be anything. Yes, yes. I provide symbol too. I have my personal symbols. I can give OM in many different forms for many different, you know, works. You know, I provide tools and techniques for manifestation, but they actually is shifting our DNA beliefs and thoughts first. Without shifting that, we cannot manifest even a single thing. Right. So I, I, these tools that I give, I, I include all the symbols too. They, they are like really potent. And when we talk about chakras for that matter, many people, they are clairvoyant. They can see chakras, but many have not connected with their clairvoyancy, you know, so they can. So even the chakras become a kind of symbol when you work with them and create them to be your talisma, you know. That's the real work or the healer, I think so. It's beautiful. I mean, I, you know, I have two crystals in my hands right now. Let me actually go back here. Um, thank you. So, you know, when I got into crystals, it's not so much that I knew a lot about them. Um, I do feel the things that we are drawn to, um, we need them, right? Like, it's like, if I'm drawn to, I, like, I'm very drawn to the colored lavender, um, and I know because it's, it's giving me calmness, right? So even though you might not know what every talisman, as you know, Palomi is saying, like you don't, might not know its background or even what chakra it does. If you feel drawn to it, there's something in you that it's kind of like psychically, you're getting a download that you need it, right? It's maybe it's like shopping and you like see the address and you have to have it. It's similar to that feeling where it's like, oh, it's bringing me solace. It's bringing me joy. It's bringing me it's allowing life to penetrate me, okay? <laughs> so um, I love the idea of the talisman. I do teach a class on sigil magic. I am big on symbols. Um, again, this is, I, I think it was Crystal who said it, or forgive me if I'm getting the wrong person, but um, that, you know, the subconscious mind communicates um, not necessarily through words, through symbols, um, through colors, through feelings. So um, if we're starting to impress upon that, that so using the masculine to make impressions on the subconscious in order to break those paradigms, you know, this is a great way to start. You know, it seems, it seems woo-woo, right? It seems like I don't see how these crystals, I don't see how these chakras, I don't see how these, these herbs are going to work. But that's in itself a paradigm that needs to be shifted. That in itself of us not believing, that seems crazy. I don't know about that stuff. Doesn't see, I need scientific proof. Those are paradigms that have not been broken down within you. Um, those are the 3D programming to not believe. And, you know, especially for those who are, you know, suffering from grief or heartbreak or losing loved ones or chronic health issues, things that are just like every day affecting you, that depression, anxiety, all those things. It's like, what would it hurt to go and try this route, you know, and to start to see the shift? Um, you know, I, I'm trying, I'd love to actually start the process of the, of the, um, 
spiritual jeopardy because I want to, I want everyone to, who's listening to this to see like, what was the beginning point for you finally going, okay, I need to open up to these other realms, these other portals, because how I'm doing my life right now is not working for me. So I'm just going to start with you, Jody. Um, uh, you know, what was that experience for you? And what was the first step? What, what step was that for you? Um, well, it started when I had a major adrenal fatigue because I mean, I come from the corporate world. And so, um, that was one of my wake up calls. That was like the first wake up call. I needed a few. <laughs> and, um, what, what was like, what kind of opened my mind towards it? Spirituality. I mean, I've always been into that stuff since I was very little. Um, and I've always been open like psychically, but I suppressed it a lot because of like, oh, you're crazy or, you know, all those things that we get, you know, told when we're like trying to express our spiritual gifts and accept them. Um, so the adrenal fatigue and a series of events eventually woke me up and I was like, I need to try something different. Like this isn't working. I can't go on like this. And so I started um, doing it through actually life coaching and healthy eating. And then I went into Reiki healing and crystals and, you know, embracing tarot cards again, which I, I've had a weird history with them with religious programming. And, you know, so that was kind of like my intro to all that. Well, re-intro. Yep. I definitely feel you on the healthy eating. Once I went down that train and really learned what was good for my body, um, that naturally shifted the vibration that naturally just yes. made, me, it made me feel lighter. And I do feel that the lighter you feel, and this isn't, has nothing to do with weight, but just the lighter that the more air that's like going through, you know, the, the veins and the, in the fluidity of all, it's like the, the, the easier it is to, to manifest, you know, yes. it's like when you're heavy, it's hard to get what you want. You're still getting, you're still manifesting. You're just not yes. manifesting the stuff you actually want. So thank you for sharing. I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Let's go to, um, I'm going to go ahead and pin that. Okay. So let's get into this. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and call on um, Sarah Ashley. What book recommend to our listeners and why? Um, the New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Why? Brings you straight back into the present moment. Yay! Exactly. <laughs> I just happened out now, right there. <laughs> Love it. Okay, New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Any any other ones coming to mind? Nope, that's the first one. Okay, that's a juicy one. I think, and I even like it better than The Power of Now. I, I felt like it was, it was like, I love the power of now, but when I read that one, I'm like, this was like way easier to understand. And it just really resonated. It was definitely one of the first books I read going deeper into spirituality. Okay. So let's go to, okay. I don't, I'm going to wait for somebody to raise their hand because I don't know if any, but everyone's going to be able to answer this question. Um, and the question is, have you ever seen a ghost? Okay, I'm going to call on you, Amber. Have you ever seen a ghost? I would love to hear a short version, a short, short 
um, just tell us the story of it and what it and what it, sh it what it proved to you, what it showed you. Okay, so I am a psychic medium, and um, I've always had this ability. When I was six years old, was when I saw my first spirit. I like to call them spirit and not ghost. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. It was my grandma's best friend who was who lived around the corner from us, and I had seen her the day before she passed, and that it was a Friday, and she had told me that she was like, "If you ever do anything bad, like I'll know about it." And she did one of these, right? And so then um, the next morning we were scheduled to go over her house and we got a phone call saying that she had passed in the middle of the night. And as a six-year-old, that's kind of hard to process because you don't have a concept of life and death, right? You just think that you live forever. So like two weeks later, me and my sister were sleeping on the couch in the living room, which meant we had guests over and they were sleeping in our bed. And something woke me up in the middle of the night, and I, I woke up, turned over, and in the foyer between the dining room and the living room, she stood there, and she was going like this to me, and she was wearing all white, and she had a hat that was, like, caught to the side that was white, that's traditional in the Baptist um, community, and I freaked the fuck out. I was like, what is going on? So I ran to my grandparents' room, I told my grandmother what I saw, and she goes, she looks at me, she goes, how would you know that? Because that's what she wore in like in the casket and you didn't go to the wake or the funeral. <laughs> so it was like, <laughs> it was, it was terrifying because I didn't understand, but I don't see spirit like that now because it scared me as a child. I see, I see spirit differently, but um, it's important to nurture that, to talk about it. And if you come from a, a family that doesn't support those ideals or understand those ideals, it could be really difficult. I love it. Well, it's interesting. I have not seen actual spirits, but I know so many people who have, and it's one of those things that you just have to understand, like, we're never alone. Mm -hmm. You know, we're never alone. So even in your darkest hour of feeling like nobody understands you and you're just like, feel so alone. Um, I want to also have the next question to whoever wants to raise their hand, but you know, how do you connect to your, the angels and the guides? Because if somebody literally doesn't have a support system, like a family or even a friend that's understanding where they're going from, how can they learn to connect to that divine, to the spirit, to the archangels, to um, spirits that are just around us in another realm? So does anybody want to raise their hand to answer that? Okay, I got you, Palami. You're on. Make sure you're unmuted here. Um, there you go. Okay. So uh, the first thing that we need to do is just believe that they are listening to us, hearing us. That's it. That's what is required. I believe uh, that archangels and angels, they are part of our body. And, uh, and we all know that we don't have only our physical body. We have our energy body our emotional body, our astral body, our mental body, and mental body has different levels. So for each bodies, we have different angels. And at the higher level, even archangels are with us in our body. So it's just like I'm talking to you, just like a friend, you know? A person, uh, 
just need to believe and just need to trust and say whatever they want to talk to. If they want to sign, they can say that if you are listening to me, please give me a sign. There is no formality there. They don't get angry with you. They accept you and me as we are, you know, because we are judgy, but they are not. They are made of pure love. At times they don't have, you know, at, up to a certain level, they don't, they don't have their will, their own free will. But after that, very small uh, area where they have their free will. But anyways, we are discussing here how we can connect. So it's very simple. Talk to them and ask them. If you, if, if you have even a, sim a single doubt, just tell them, please show me something that you are listening to me. And you, you, you will hear things, you will see things, and that will make all the difference. Nothing else. So saying it out loud. No, it doesn't need to be. In general, as, as I'm talking to myself, maybe, you know, when, when we talk to ourselves, when we are in crowded room and I need to tell something to me. So how do we talk? So we don't have to be loud with it. We can be just, you know, talking to, intern, to them internally. They, they are always there. They listen. No doubt on that. I think that they've been very present in this conversation today. I mean, there's just a lot of really beautiful things that are going on in this video or in this, this you conference. see this? Sorry to interrupt, but Ganesha yeah. is a lot of the angels. So yes, angels are with us always. <laughs> I love it. There's somebody else who wanted to add something to that. Thank you so much for sharing, Palami. Um, let me see if there was anybody else. Who, oh, is it you, Melanie? Did you raise your hand? Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and unmute you. Can you hear me? Am I yes. muted? Yeah. I was just going to say to connect from your heart and really... Um, speak from your heart and be honest and truthful. Um, I find that a lot of the times when people are um, not in a good place, and this is just from my own experience, you, um, when you ask for help, uh, a lot of the times people asking out of that place of desperation and, and just wanting the end result. And a lot of the, and if you ask from that place, a lot of the times you don't see um, a sign or you don't see um, uh, you don't you don't hear your intuition or, or hear the guidance because you're overtaken by, by the, your the wound actually takes over your psyche your consciousness so it's really about um, getting beyond that and connecting to your heart and really asking sincerely from your heart and not from this desperate place I know that sounds a, a bit funny I don't know if I described that correctly but no, if you really I get ask it. from your heart, you will receive, you know, the intuition and the guidance, but not from this desperate um, place. You know, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought this up because, you know, we haven't talked about prayer. Obviously, we haven't talked about a lot of things, but prayer, you know, you know, a lot of times people praying for bad things not to happen or please, I want this better. And they're coming from that place of, of desperation. And, yeah. you know, vibrationally, you know, when you're asking for something, you don't want to have the vibration of the thing that you fear the most. Um, right. And so um, I, does anybody want to, you know, if you have something you want to add to that as far as prayer, but I feel like prayer is a, an interesting conversation in itself because, you know, I forget what, who said that, but it's like um, um, prayer is how to ask for what you want. And then meditation is how to receive the answer. I don't, know who said that quote but it's just it resonates so true so i'd love to um call on somebody who wants to talk about plan here i'd like to and um have you used prayer 
how has it affected your life? Well, let me go ahead and just um, I'd like share. to add something. Can you hear me? Um, who is talking right now so I can make sure to get you on video? Rose. Oh, perfect. I got you, honey. Yep, you're live. So actually it's connecting the three, uh, the three uh, main points that each person talked before. So yes, because the whole universe is within us. So, you know, it's a matter of activating each of those aspects, basically like higher self aspects, like the angels or maybe a unicorn self or, or fairy. Uh, and then like uh, Melina was talking about not, um, not praying or asking or asking guidance from um, desperation, because this is something that I also learned uh, with my uh, monks and guides there in Ninja. Uh, there is a difference between desperation and helplessness. Because mm -hmm. desperate, we are trying to grab, you know, like, uh, and uh, it's even like uh, with uh, talking about relationship, boyfriend or, or friend, if we're trying to grab, people get repelled. And in, in a way, it's the same with uh, spirits, whatever it is. And uh, help, helplessness is just like a, we become like a child. Mm -hmm. And that ties into the prayer. For me, it's funny because until recently, I never realized the connection that I never lost uh, to guidance, to spirit. Because as a child, it was very natural for me to pray like I was talking to God. And um, even like time to like uh, what uh, someone else talked oh, about seeing ghosts. Uh, I don't think I've seen ghosts, but like I have received recently, not so long ago, my mother and my, my father, they both crossed into the light. And uh, um, so there was this one day, just an, a quick example, that like uh, my mother sent me a sign. I mean, I actually, no, I asked for a very clear sign. And uh, I came out of the ho uh, my home and it was the most gorgeous rainbow, but different one. I'm very connected to the rainbow energy. So this one was upstanding, like a ladder. Uh, it was her way to say that, like, you know, she had crossed the rainbow bridge. But it's mm -hmm. absolutely a matter of believing. Like, you know, having a childlike innocence. Like, you know, in, in that sense, just one round I want to do, because this yeah. is the, yeah. the crystal child crystal ball, you know? Maybe yeah. I'm going to do one of the divine feminine and masculine, and then, like, you know, go to... Does anybody want to talk about Silvergeal frequencies? Anybody a Silvergeal frequency person? <laughs> Silvergeal frequencies? Oh, yes. Actually, like my husband, um, many years ago, had some uh, crystal balls made on the, uh, under the Silvergeal uh, frequency. Uh, I mean, he's more the specialist on Silvergeal frequency than me. But um, it's because like uh, one of the things is that they say the church not like spirituality, but the church as institution suppressed so, so fragile frequencies because very high vibration, very high frequency that 
goes straight to the DNA. Because when we talk about sound healing, and uh, I think in the Bible it says God spoke the, the, the word. And I also teach Nam Yoga. So like a, from an instinct point of view, I've always seen that like a, certain things like sound, there's no, not music with words, but sound doesn't need translation, it's universal, as well as image. So, but the, uh, yeah, that's the little thing that I, I, I can yeah. say. Also Maybe someone can say more. Sometimes I I'm more. I know a lot about sorry. it. <laughs> sorry? But I, I do know a lot about it, and it's been a very powerful um, healing modality for me, probably just to slow down my high, my too much Virgo, too much Capricorn. Um, but Sovegio frequencies, um, again, it is music with me. It could be meditation music, but just a quick little uh, background around how important it is to have that frequency if you are going through some kind of healing um, and to have it be exposed to it for reprogramming your subconscious mind and breaking down uh, paradigms. Just a short history lesson here. Like back in the, I think it was the 20s, you know, the Rockefellers, they like owned the symphonies and they were, you know, before 1920, all of the Baroque music, all that classical music was all tuned to, I think it was 428 Hertz, which is a frequency of love, a high vibrational. So that's what they always say. Like if you want to manifest or you should listen to classical music, but really you should listen to classical music that was before the twenties, because after the twenties, the Rockefellers changed. They started to re they tuned it to like 437, like not a Silvegio frequency. So now the symphony and all the music, because any musician, anybody who's a guitar player, trumpet, whatever, they are tuning their instrument to the tune of the symphony. So they are using those same standards. So all the music that's out today, or at least 99% of it, is all tuned to a frequency. And it has to do with, um, you know, guys, the, the Dr. Emoto. Dr. Emoto and his whole water experiment, you know, playing music for the water and then watching the transformation of the water well if you watch the transformation of the water when something is not a salvagio frequency it's crystallized in a way that's very chaotic versus when it's tuned to a salvagio frequency it's it's so beautiful and full of life so that is how powerful sound is and unfortunately what's played on the radio which we kind of talked about the 3d and how we're all just being programmed all the time anyway it's all that it's all those those, those frequencies that are not those high vibrations. So we have to be very mindful about what we feed our subconscious and sound is one of those huge things. And it was so transformational for me. I mean, I can literally talk about that forever and I'm not even a sound healer. I just find it completely fascinating. And it's like, for instance, like, uh, because it really the solfege comes even before the 20th century. It was really like a long ago. Oh, no, I'm saying they changed oh, the yeah, frequency. Yeah, yeah, yeah on the 20s. Oh, no, it's ancient. That, that's what it's, but after the 20s, Rockefellers changed the, it was in Britain or whatever, that they changed oh, what they were going to Before that, also the church had, like, changed it from, like, a, because they're all different kinds of frequencies, like the solfege, 432. Right now, most instruments, at 2440 mm -hmm. and, and um, so absolutely yeah but that's not a Silvegio frequency <laughs> is my point you know so and it used to be and it used to be that they would tune it to that okay so let's do a few more and then we will go ahead and wrap it up I wanted to thank you guys all first of all so much for staying for the entire for the entire festival there's obviously so much that we're throwing at everybody but I guess my my goal here uh, with the Empress Festival is just to introduce people to this lifestyle to you know be to understand that this is 
there's so much more out there. Um, and you know, it's just about which, which, where do you want to begin the journey? You know, is it changing your diet? Is it, you know, getting your chakras unblocked? Is it sound? Like, so it's like, everybody has a different place. Is it sex? You know, and I just wanted people to know that there's so many different modalities to get to the same place. Um, and for me, I'm just like, I love learning it all, all the time. And that's why I'm able to even like have conversations, even though I've been a business coach forever. It's like, now that I've been introduced to this world for several years, um, it's just been, it's just been a game changer in my own life. So I have my own selfish reasons as to why I love to serve you guys, because I love to learn. And I do hope that you guys will create your own master classes and teach them in the soul family classroom here at holistic fashionista. Okay. A few more. Um, let's go to, okay. Let me go to Melanie. How did you how did you discover your life path? Oh, life wow. Um, actually, I had absolutely no idea what I wanted to do before going to university. Um, so basically, I took a gap year. But um, I'm half Brazilian, half um, British, but I, 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 raised, I was raised here in Dubai. So I used to go back to Brazil in the summers, and I'm from Bahia, um, and it's, it's very mystical there's lots of rituals you know so i used to get taken to spirit doctors a lot witch doctors and 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 all of that and um i was fascinated by the occult world because where i was in, in dubai at that time it was very you know there was none of that here so that kind of fascinated me and so in my gap year i decided to go back to brazil for a year to you know discover my roots and and while i was there i um happened to come across a Reiki lady and, and basically I got Reiki done and it was that moment I, I, I had never experienced energy like that before and I went into this place where I wasn't awake I wasn't asleep and it was just that peaceful energy high and that was when I was fascinated by like what is this stuff like what just happened to me <laughs> And it was that search that, well, that experience really that opened me up to the energy world and in terms of feeling it like tangibly, if that makes sense. And that's what um, I started to research more academic courses in energy healing. And so I went and studied, um, I did a degree in holistic and complementary therapies. I did a diploma in, in complementary therapies. And obviously from then on, I just kept on doing courses and learning and and here so it was Reiki. Reiki, Reiki kind of so it was Reiki. and Reiki just ripped off the band-aid. Yeah. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Okay. So let's go. To, we haven't talked a bunch about money and come on, like everybody wants to know about money. So, um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and call on you. Um, Sarah Ashley, let's talk about money. What is your, what is one money secret? whether it's manifestation or just something that you do that helps you um, with your with either raising your money consciousness or attracting more money into your life. Mm, best topic ever. I could talk to you. Okay, good. Then I called on the right person. <laughs> so, you know, I really see money as my best friend. I see money as not only a frequency, but I'm very visual too. Okay. 
So I connect with the energy of money and I see it as like a crystal, a symbol, a thing. And I talk to it like, hey, how, what program do you want to flow through? Like, what do I need to do to nurture and, you know, honor you, whatever, all the things. But I feel like money really started to have this natural flow when I started to honor it. And I started to see it as like a best friend and treat it like I would a best friend, right? And so the, that's the first thing that I did that transformed everything. So how does one treat money like a best friend? Well, how would you treat your best friend? <laughs> right? You'd honor it. You'd talk to it. You'd connect with it. You And if you're fighting with it, right? I say sometimes people are being like, you know, a butthead to money, essentially, like just realizing like, hey, I have not been a good friend to you. I've been ignoring you every time that you come in. Like, I'm not saying thank you. You know, all the times that you want to be there, I'm not nurturing you all the things. So usually it just starts within first and realizing like, hey, how have I actually been treating money and then really connecting with it from there. I love that. There's a book. Um, gosh, I don't know the exact name, but Sarah McCrum. She has a a book that's pretty channeled. I don't know if she calls it that, but um, just having changing, treating her, um, treating money as like a as a being, you know, as someone that she can communicate with, and um, and it was actually telling, giving her insights on how how to get out of debt, how to invest, how to do all these things, and asking questions. And the thing that came to me when you were speaking um, is like, you know, we we so often you know, ask the universe or ask God or pray for what we want, but then we do, we remember to thank it for what it's already given us, you know, expressing the gratitude for, you know, the home that you live in and the friends that you have and finding the Empress vessel because it's amazing. Like these were all things that were divinely handed to you. So I feel, you know, it's similar to what you're saying, whether it's money or just whatever you're asking for, like be grateful um, and show your appreciation. So I love that. Thank you. Awesome. Okay. So let's see. We have a few more minutes here. Let me go to, okay, let's go to Sandra. Um, what's a, what's a law of the universe that has really helped to shape your life and or your business or health for that relationships? When I started to treat myself like a worthy person, when I started to treat myself like a goddess, then when I did the first step in treating myself, when I did the leap, when I started to jump without knowing where I will end, then life just held me and supported me and I unfold my wings and I became an and I embodied this goddess self, if you will, when I made this leap into the unknown. So when so I dared... Like an example of like how you started to treat yourself and, you know, like a goddess. I have the same thing. I call it a I have, thing, but like same difference. For example, when I started to, when I moved to Paris years ago, when I had the call to go into the Divine Feminine, I first went to south of France on a pilgrimage. And then from south of France, I had the deep calling that I have to go to Paris to start working there as a tantric therapist, tantric, tantric teacher, tantric massage therapist. And I came in with, a, with very less, with a f only a few hundred dollar, uh, euros that I had. And I started to invest and leap 
with them. As soon as I received the next amount of money through the work that I did, I started not to choose, uh, no, I started to choose the high vibrational places to live in. I started to treat me like already having achieved this high status. So I had, I went with my fear of not knowing if I now give 1,500 euro that all that I have into an apartment, then I have nothing left. But when I'm in this apartment, I feel like a freaking goddess. So when I did this, because I felt so high vibrational in this apartment, but I only had 50 euros in my pocket to buy me some food. But then the clients came who, who booked me for the high paying. So I had to do the first and treat me already like a goddess. So that then life came to me and just, yes, of course, if you treat yourself like this, you will receive even more. That's one example. And I feel like we can end that on that note that our takeaway here is to really treat ourselves like the goddess, the queen, the, the magical beings that we are and that we, that everything we want wants us. And we just have to um, embrace, like just kind of going through the whole process here today of, of, of stop suppressing our emotions um, using these talisman, you know, using sound healing, using Reiki, using all these different places, things, modalities that get you to the same place. And you will see your life unfold very quickly. So it's like, you could be literally having a dollar in your bank account, you know, with a health issue and your hair is falling out and, and your life can literally be transformed, you know, in moments, you know, you, you meet somebody like, you met today you met nine amazing women and um, who are all here to support you on your journey wherever that capacity is whether it's just getting on their newsletters you know to receive their information whether it's attending their class in the holistic fascista community if it's just watching all the replays of the empress festival like wherever you are there's a there's a place it doesn't have to um it doesn't have to cost a lot but it does have to it will cost you your life if you don't take this step uh to truly getting to know who you are on a deep and cellular level. Um, we're getting lots of loves and hearts here today, you guys. I, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. I'm going to unmute everybody um, just so everybody can kind of hear your voices. And as we say goodbye, um, let me unmute everybody here. Um, it's been an absolute joy. Um, I do want to mention that, that if you guys have not... So all of these fa fabulous women, they also uh, contribute to Holistic Fashionista Magazine. This is a great entry point um, for fifth dimensional living. Their articles are in here. Um, many of them have text message campaigns where you can actually get in contact with them, um, learn about their mailing list, about the products that they offer. Obviously, they're going to leave their um, their information below these videos, their Instagram, their, their emails, or their website addresses. But if you haven't picked up the Holistic Fashionista, one of our magazines, it's a great place to begin your journey and learn more about their areas of expertise so with that being said you guys i love you thank you guys so much from the bottom <laughs> thank of my heart you. thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so much have a beautiful rest of your day and thanks for those who tuned in to to receive these divine messages we look forward to serving you for years and years to come have a beautiful rest of your day
Bye. 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 Bye.